to Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that doesn't always go back and play games from 2013, but when it does, it's because they're free. I'm your cheapskate host, Fuzzy Dan, and I'm joined as always by my co-host in savings, the penny pincher himself, Mr. Shrewdy Dutrum. How are we, good buddy? <laughs> I was thinking like Dwight Shrew. <laughs> uh, I'm doing I'm doing good. Uh, I first, before, before we kick off, yes, I understand this episode of Noob is a bit late. We're uploading the episode a little bit later because we don't want to break any embargoes and get in trouble, but I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're doing well. I hope everyone's playing games. Kermit? Ray, I've got you on Xbox now, motherfucker. We better play some games. Hit him up, because yep. he's always on. So he's he definitely checks in with me whenever I turn on my thing, and he's like, "No, you should be mm-hmm. playing the other game." Yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it as we as we go into the episode further. But uh, it was it was pretty funny. I, I, had a, I had a good chuckle to myself. I went, motherfucker, motherfucker, I was working. All right, Work, working uh, inverted fucking, comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into the news this week because we've got a bunch of news to talk about as well as the game reviews, so no time for fucking around. Here we go. Uh, first cap off the rank, Kerbal 2. Do you, did you ever play the Kerbal Space Program game? No. A lot of fun. Um, it's sort of like a, this simulation game where you build rockets and spaceships and go into space. Lots of mm-hmm. physics, construction, really interesting sort of quirky kind of game. Um, they had uh, number two uh, was coming out this year. That has now been pushed back until the second half of 2021, um, which is, uh, I think, is yeah at least a year delay for, for that release, which is a big shock to fans because that's, um, that's a lot of fun, that one. It was one of those ones that started through the, um, uh, what was it, the green light program that they used to have, um, and um, yeah, got uh, a lot of success, and now is no longer around. So um, yeah, so Kerbal Space Program 2 will be coming out in fall 2021, so second half of the year. Right on. Yes. Bit of a shame. I was looking forward to that one. It's one of those ones that you, you keep, like those little indie games you keep in your library, and it's, yeah, I was looking forward to the next one. It's been wishlisted for a while. And won't be out for a while, but that's okay. We'll get to it eventually. Yes, well, that's that's the thing as well. Like there are only like I'm not the biggest indie dude. We both know this. Of course, I've reviewed. I've now reviewed some indie games that I quite enjoy. And <laughs> my indie game of the year from last year is now no longer on my console. Like I'm very sel- I'm selective when it comes to normal games, but I'm critical when it comes to indie games. <laughs> and yeah, there you go. If, if it's a must. That if it's a game that is great, but it's also like a must-keep, then well, there you go. Look, it, it is one of those games that's just, it's nice to go back to. You can play a couple of hours of it to pass some time. It's a it's very user-friendly. It's a lot of fun to play. And once you get the hang of it, it becomes really, like, quite addictive. So um, I think everybody was looking forward to the second edition. And, yeah, it's definitely one of those ones I would keep an eye out for. But, yeah, 2021 is, is the t- target date for that one. Yeah. Um, speaking of other games that have been released this year, Serious Sam 4. Now, are you a big fan of the Serious Sam series? Uh, I saw my mate put up something on Twitter about this this morning. I've never played Serious Sam. I've heard of it, but I've never really played it or seen it. It's kind of one of those sort of like bullet hell kind of bullet stormy kind of games. Lots of like big guns and ridiculous gameplay and all the rest of it. Oh, yep, yep. Um, so it is coming out this year. It's getting released in August. It's going to be console exclusive to Stadia until 2021, Ooh. which is bizarre. So it is coming out on PC as well, but it's coming out yeah. on PC and on consoles. It's exclusive to Stadia in August. And then it's coming out to Xbox and the PlayStation uh, next year in 2021. So I'm assuming it's going to be next generation stuff. But 
yeah, it's not getting released until next year, which is super bizarre. Yeah, no, nah, no, that's that's fucking that's fucking weird. Yeah, like it's one of those games that I would have been like, oh yeah, you know, if it's around for like. 20 30 bucks i might buy it but i'm not yeah it's not one of those games i would go out of my way to spend a lot of money on um so yeah and definitely not one of those games that'll go maybe i should buy a stadia no no no, no. it's it's not it's not a spider-man for the playstation 4 for me it's it's not one of those sort of things yeah yeah a serious sam console (laughs) yeah yeah this is a serious sam machine oh god um so look if you're a big fan of that game great um, enjoy it on PC <laughs> because it won't be on the other consoles until next year. If you have a Stadia, I mean, I want to talk to the three people that have those. Um, how's it going? Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, How purchasing a Stadia seems like a cry for help, to be completely honest, but that's okay. Good on you. Imagine if you got one of those like, Mom, Dad, I want a gaming console for Christmas. What would you like, little Timmy? Oh, an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Switch or, or something. And it's like, little Timmy, we got you a Google Stadia. <laughs> I want a push bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the console that your grandparents buy you because they don't know what consoles are. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Transmorphers to the Transformers. Exactly the, right, yes. <laughs> was it Peter Quartermain to the Indiana Jones? <laughs> no, Alan Quartermain. Whatever Alan Quartermain, that's the one. That's Close it, enough. Yeah. Close. Peter's fine. <laughs> Um, it's his formal name. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> um, now here's a game that you, I know that you love, uh, Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. Fighter Z. Yes, that has now officially shipped in uh, physical uh, physical game and uh, codes has shipped five million copies. That it's uh, it actually knocked out uh, Marvel vs. Capcom from the uh, international fighting tournaments. Wow. That's it's 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 that's really crazy. good. I think you've played it as well. I think like you know, prior to us um, recording Nerd in uh, the the wonderful warehouse and, and where, uh, studio of Incognito Comics, <laughs> but we used to record sort of in in my nerd room. And you know, depending on what time people rocked up, it's like, mm. hey, let's, let's get a quick round of Fighter Z and ah, oh, and then you know, people would rock up as we're kicking the shit out of each other and stuff. It's just you know, if you love Dragon Ball, it's great. But if you if you don't know Dragon Ball, it's just this sort of you know that button bashy, bright light sort of coloured fluoro game. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. Look, I mean, I know you had a lot of fun with it. Um, obviously, you've had a lo- you've had a lot of Dragon Ball Z related stuff coming out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is a fantastic RPG, and it's mm-hmm. my contender so far for Game of the Year. Yeah. Um, before that was Dragon Ball Xenoverse Two. Yeah, Xenoverse Two, which was like a it was like you you make your own character, you pick the race, the race sort of determines your abilities and your buffs and transformations and stuff. Yeah. And then you sort of replay the storyline and it's sort of, it's a little bit like Destiny in regards to you make a character, certain classes, uh, certain races in the game, stuff like that. Um, and that's still going strong today. It's even got, you know, the up, most up-to-date, you know, sort of DLC from Dragon Ball Super and all this sort of shit. Um, and now we've got DLC for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is the um, the the sort of the start of the, the Battle of the Gods, the Beerus fights. Okay. There we go. Mm. You still need to watch it. Chris Brayton's gone onto Dragon Ball and <laughs> loved it. <laughs> well, there we go. I've, I've watched some of the movies. I still don't understand it all, but I... and I and Did you watch the two movies I told you to watch? The only two movies I told you to watch? I did, and I have no idea what happened in them. Th- things happened, lots of explosions, and th- things were, were doing stuff, and people going, rah, and 9,000... You know, uh, I, I know what's going on. I don't think you fucking watched the right one. I have no idea what the fuck happened. <laughs> 
I was assaulted by graphical images and it kind of felt okay. I'm just not sure. Anyway, but yes, there, there we go. It's, it's doing really well as uh, as a game to sell, you know, to sell that many units. That's pretty much a success story. So uh, congratulations yeah. to them. And if you're enjoying that game again, good on you. Um, speaking of games that have sold lots of copies, Dark Souls has sold a lot of copies. You might have seen this earlier in the week, Dirty. Um, they now, as a series, have shipped 27 million copies. That's, That's fucking a lot. nuts. <laughs> I mean, that Dragon is Ball, a lot. Dragon Ball Z only came out, what, that was the end of last year, um, Fighter Z came out? Uh, Fighter Z came out about two years ago. Okay, yeah, so five million copies of them. You know, Dark Souls has been around forever, um, and yeah, that that twenty seven million copies is just fucking. It's mind boggling how big that is. So that's that's really good for them that they've managed to sell that many copies. Hopefully, I want to see more games like it. We've had uh, the success of the Neo series, um, which has been out recently, which I personally love. I think is an amazing series. Yeah, yeah, you dig those. Yeah, you ran off at uh, at PAX to go play that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was great. There was no lines to it, which was super bizarre. Um, it was, but yeah, it's amazing. I've loved that game. I've played through it. It's fantastic fun. Um, I'd like to see more Dark Souls, though. I'd like to see another Dark Souls title come out. Because uh, we had, what was the other one, Bloodborne, um, that got released? That was Yeah, kinda... there, was, there was Bloodborne and there was yeah. uh, Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro as well, yes. Shadows Die Twice. Um, that was... Um, da- see, that was kind of like Dark Souls meets Tenchu, which is one of my favourite yeah. games from like the early PlayStation days. But that was a little bit more like free movement and all the rest of it. Like, Dark Souls, like, as a game now, is just fucking nuts. And you see all these videos now, and there's some of them are, are crazy. And there's guys that will, they beat, uh, they beat it use like, a Dance Dance Revolution machine um, control pad. Have you seen that one? Uh, I've seen I've seen people use a Guitar Hero thing. The Guitar Hero fucking, one. And, and the drum kits, the drum but then kit. also, like, people yeah. connecting themselves to car batteries that when they die, they zap themselves. <laughs> Jesus yeah, I've seen Christ. all Just of those. Zap yourself out of existence. I think yeah, the Dance Dance Revolution one was my uh, absolute favorite because it's just this guy like running around like nuts and he's just sweating like because it's the that whole I'm going to play it start to finish. It took him like yeah eighteen hours and he's just fucking running around this mat like a madman. It's kind of like how I dance, but you know it's, it just it <laughs> works. But yeah. I will say there, there's a it's it's not Beat Saber, but it's it's sort of like Beat Saber in regards to its its rhythm, if, mm. if that makes sense. It's sort of a track with rhythm, but it's like a John Wick style Beat Saber for for the Oculus S or whatever the fuck it's called, um, where you shoot a gun and you shoot enemies to the beat of a song, and depending on what the song is, depends on how fast people appear, and you have to reload and all this sort of shit like that. Um, and I was uh, I was listening to my mate uh, sort of stream it, and you could just hear him going. <sighs> And he was getting tired. He's like, motherfucker, I'm sweating so hard. He's like literally just looking left and right and like squatting and walking sideways and all this sort of shit. It's it, like, I really want to try some of this like actual in-depth VR stuff because I, I, I've i never really tried it besides, you know, the, the PlayStation VR at your place. And that's not really VR. <laughs> hey, look, some of the stuff that they've done now, and I've got some uh, other VR games as well. They, It's amazing. It really is. Some of the stuff they do is incredible. Um, mm. But yes, there we go. Um, so look, I mean, if you're into Dark Souls again, it's such a it's such an awesome series. It'd be great to see more. Uh, you know, get more than 27 million copies. I'd love to see Dark Souls in a in that next gen format. Like, show us that new stuff. 
And there's always games trying to rip it off, like the idea. Like, uh, I mean, even the uh, Fallen Order Jedi last year stole a lot of those ideas from, oh, yeah. from Dark Souls. They they kind and, of and and it it worked for them because it, yeah. it sort of it made them have <clears throat> excuse me it made them have that sort of more realistic lightsaber combat that getting hit with a saber actually does a fuckload of damage to you it would have been to getting hit with a, you know or even getting hit with a blaster bolt but getting hit with like a fucking stick does nothing still would have been great to see body parts getting chopped in that game but besides the point <laughs> um, but yeah so there we go um, Dark Souls doing well uh, final piece of news uh, that I have today is that we do have a teaser well a bit of a leak apparently for this year's Call of Duty title um, oh, I got news on top of that, my man. But uh, yeah, go on. Oh, here we go. Uh, so the uh, they've come out and said that this year's Call of Duty title was going to be Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, so for all yeah. of those thinking that maybe that they would just hold off on releasing a new title um, and just push this current one, which is doing f- fairly well, um, yeah, that's yeah they are continuing on the money making train. They're going to make everybody buy a new game. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is the uh, the leak. Whether or not it's official at this stage, don't know, but that's what they're going with. Right. Well, power, uh, have, have fun. Um, I'm done with Call of Duty. <laughs> yes, my YouTube channel is called Call of Duty. Um, but nah, man, I'm I'm fucking I'm burnt. I'm, I got burnt real hard with with Modern Warfare, and you know what. I'm fucking done with it. See, I mean, like I said, like I say every week, mate. Um, the problem is that you uh, got to get good. Um, the problem is you got to make a new <laughs> game and not rehash something from fucking 2006. It works. It's so I enjoy it. I've had a lot of fun playing that game. I've burned a lot of hours on it. Had a lot of fun, and it's. I still think it's. It's good for what it needs to do, and it's constantly changing. It's constantly trying to make improvements based on community feedback, which is important for a game especially a game that relies on multiplayer. So uh, I, I think they did well, but that's uh, that's just me. Well, speaking of uh, turning it on its head and going to good shooters, uh, Rainbow <laughs> Six Siege's new operators uh, for the second part of Year 5 have actually been revealed now. Uh, for anyone who plays Rainbow Six Siege, fantastic shooting game. It's, it's the best shooting... It's the best first-person shooter online multiplayer game. Fucking... Ever. I absolutely love it. I play it every day, every night, basically. It's fantastic. Anyways, um, you've played a little bit of it, Fuzzy, so you know the basic core mechanics of reinforcing walls and what some defenders and attackers do and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we have uh, the two new uh, operators coming to Section 2 of the Year 5 uh, DLC, uh, and we were lucky enough to go to the Year 5 launch earlier this year before the lockdown's going on. Yep. Um, so the new attacker is called Ace. Uh, he is Norwegian, if I'm uh, not mistaken, and uh, he is a hard breacher. So hard breachers can actually break through reinforced walls. Um, so previously, you've gotten like thermite, who puts like a thermite patch onto a wall, and it just destroys the wall, so people can go through reinforcements. And Ace's one is he has sort of like a throwable um, reinforcement sort of explosive device. Um, it blows sort of like a, a viewing port, if you will, uh, first, and then it sort of rolls down. So it's sort of like um. Best way to describe it, sort of like firecrackers. It's sort of got that rolling effect to it that the top goes off, then the middle goes off, and it goes down to the bottom. Um, so at first, it'll blow off like the, the roof, so you, you, 
sort of like the the top hatch so you can throw th- grenades next it'll blow down a- another viewport which is just expands the hole uh, and then the last one will blow the the sort of the whole wall up so it'll periodically start to blow open the wall before it is just completely gone uh, and i th- believe he gets two to three of those attachments so it's sort of like a throwable he actually doesn't need to go up and physically place it onto the wall um, and there's malusi who is the new defender and she has these sort of sonar gadgets that she puts down and if an attacker comes into the field of view of that, it makes this high pitch sort of uh, vi- vi- vibrating noise that not only deafens you, but actually slows your movement speed down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that works in a sort of cohesion with uh, defenders uh, like Goyo, who has a flame shield that if someone jumps over the, the deployable shield and he shoots the flame pack on the back of it, fire goes over the ground. Normally, you can just quickly run out of it. You take a little bit of damage. But if you're getting attacked by this sort of this sound device that's slowing your movement speed, you're going to move a lot slower. You're going to get stuck in the fire. You're going to get killed. Or you're not going to be able to turn around quick enough. And all that sort of, it slows your movement speed down. Okay. Um, they're also updating the, the map called House, which is a very popular map. It was actually the first map shown when they revealed the game. Um, and uh, there's also a new... Uh, a sort of defense gadget that everyone can use um which is essentially like a, a motion tracker if you will you th- oh not a motion tracker but sort of like the oh, i'm forgetting what they're actually called but it's that like home security alarm system those like uh infrared sensor sort of things yeah, yeah um yeah. you throw that onto the wall if someone's in th- sort of vision or field of view of the that sensor it sets off this beeping noise so it means someone's in that room or someone's just walked into that room they can easily just sh- the attackers can easily just shoot it but it gives you that sort of warning of hey someone's in the room someone's walked past this point okay you can peek out and try and get them or whatever so it's it's changing things up um year five of course the dlc uh, is now is available now um you'll get the the new uh free sort of motion tracker gadget update for free you'll get the the remap of uh, the house map for free if you have the season pass you'll get the two operators of course for free because you have the season pass and you get them one week early and if you don't have the season pass you can purchase the operators with in-game currency that you earn or you can get the the rainbow six siege credit points which are like seven bucks or something like that yeah nice okay yeah i'm 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 excited it's he might be my new main but i'm enjoying thatcher at the moment thatcher's my boy Well, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's look. They seem like they're they're doing a lot of work at the moment. They still keep delivering the goods. It is a quality game, and if you're into it, man, yeah, yeah it's there's plenty in there for for FPS enjoyers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if you enjoy that sort of you know quick ten minutes pick up and play sort of aspect of COD, and I get that that sort of you know I've got to you know about to go out for dinner or something and your, your partner or your, your whoever is, you know, taking 10 minutes to get ready, that, you know, extra little 10 minutes, you can play a quick round of COD. <laughs> you can do that sort of quick thing. But with Siege, it's that, like, closing, at least for me, closing the door, putting on a set of headphones and sort of immersing and listening out for sounds and shit. And, and, oh. and that game's more of a you're sitting down for a wee bit rather than a, a, a quick 10-minute sort of thing. Absolutely, and you need to close the door because of... The profanity. So, you know, that's... that's, that's Mind a- your profanity. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. There we go. Yeah. That's the news for this week. It's been exciting. Lots of news going on. Uh, we're going to move on, though, because there's so much to talk about this week, including our sponsors. They are... He is. He is. He is. Who are they, Fuzzy? He... Oh, damn it. I thought I'd... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Culture Shock Collectibles, your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Got him. Oh, man. Um... 
today they posted something which was just awesome and i Mm. i I know you're excited for this it is the 40th anniversary edition of darth vader from the empire strikes back it looks i've already got that baby it looks it's a it's a re-release i've already got that it looks well this is the 40th edition mate so uh 40th anniversary so yeah, it's a, it's the it's the hot toy of uh, Darth Vader from The Empire Strikes Back. He comes on. Uh, I don't know if you've actually seen it since I've since I've acquired it, Fuzzy. But it's the the base that he comes on is the that sort of um, the tower that pylon, if you yeah. will, that tower that he sort of you know reveals to Luke that he is his father, and it's got the like, the slashed sort of pylon beams and all that sort of stuff like that. Um, that released a couple of years ago. It was stupidly stupidly popular. Um, and I was lucky enough to pre-order that with Michael uh, as soon as it went up for pre-orders. But um, essentially, what people do is they buy you know three or four of them. They sell them for seven hundred bucks instead of you know four hundred bucks. So they sell them for two and a half grand, and people buy them for two and a half grand. Yeah. Um, so Hot Toys have just turned around, going, "We're re-releasing that Vader figure because people that that is what most people consider to be the best Vader figure available. Yeah. Uh, at least until oh. the episode six Hot Toy comes out at some point. I'm going to say it, um, it looks pretty yeah. much quintessentially, um, you know, Darth Vader. I think that that's the one that you want if you're going to get it. And now I've, uh, I've I've got to deal with the misses that if they make an episode six Vader, I'm going to get it, but I have to get rid of the episode five Vader. <laughs> well, this one is um, I think it's the the pre-orders are open now, and it's estimating to release mm-hmm. next year in September. So it's yeah, it, it's going to go pretty hot. If you're into it, get it now because that's what you yeah. do. There's also, a, uh, I think, uh, coming soon for pre-orders will be uh, Commander Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Commander Cody, sorry, Captain Rex from Clone Wars. Oh, They're the doing toys. that as a, as a hot toy, yeah. um, and uh, which is also going to be the first Clone Wars figure that will be done as a hot toy. Um, and uh, there's also the original paint scheme, or not original paint scheme, but classic vintage, um, ha- not Hasbro, uh, Kenner toy of uh, Boba Fett. There's like original colors with like, battle damage Where? on it. <laughs> it's that original colours without the battle damage, but yeah. they're making that as a hot toy. Oh, okay. Um, and Michael will have that for pre-order as well. I actually pre-ordered a hot toy today, in fact. Of course you did. <laughs> I, I keep telling myself, I'm like, one, I'm like, doc, uh, not doc, Dr. Krennic. Uh, Director Krennic is my last hot toy. I'm, I'm not getting any Dr. more. Dr. Krennic is his father, all right? Just, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to be my last Star Wars figure. I'm done. You know, once, once Krennic comes in, he's done. And I picked up Count Dooku this week, and I'm like... All right, I've got basically every Sith except for Maul. So I went up to Culture Shock Collectibles and pre-ordered Maul. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, there you go. You can get in touch with them at cultureshockcollectibles.com. Uh, they are your number one stop for all of your nerdy collectible needs. Um, mm-hmm. Tell them that we sent you and they might tell you to fuck off. But they will take your money um, and maybe <laughs> maybe you'll get what you want. But yes, just... Go there. There's some amazing things online, um, and you'll be able to check it all out. They've, they've made the not the necessarily the Tim Burton, but the <clears throat> the 1989 to the 1997 sort of Batman uh, villains mm-hmm. uh, Funko Pops. Yeah, so you can get sort of the Jack Nicholson Joker. You can get Tommy Lee Jones Two Face, which looks pretty cool. Ooh. But I'm really looking at that Arnold Schwarzenegger Mister Freeze. Like Mister Freeze is my favorite Batman villain, and even though that is the cringy pun filled character it looks fucking awesome (laughs) well if you're as mad as duty um go online and buy yourself a mr freeze uh, (laughs) buy them all out so you can't get his mr freeze Uh, no that'll be mean um 
just yeah, just <laughs> go and buy all of the other things that he doesn't want. Um, but there you go, cultureshockcollectibles.com. Uh, all right, Dirty, yes. let's talk about it this week. We've got two games that we're reviewing this week. Two games hot off the presses. Uh, one of them is a yeah, remaster. Yeah. One of them is completely new. Um, let's go with the, uh, the the remaster first. Let's talk about Saints Row 3, or Saints Row the 3rd, sorry, uh, the remastered edition. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Saints Row the third, originally released in uh, in two thousand eleven mm-hmm. on the uh, X- Xbox three hundred and sixty, the PlayStation three, and it's still on the on the, on the PC if you want to get the OG version of it. Um, and essentially, it's the story of the Third Street Saints, uh, which is sort of a, a gang from Steelport that uh, in the previous games they're still just sort of the the it's yeah they're just your street gang and they've gone from street gang to Kardashian level of famous in. Uh, <laughs> In Saints Row the Third, basically, they yes. they have energy drinks, they have movies, they're you know on fucking billboards and all this sort of shit. But now that they've gone from street thugs to sort of Kardashians, the Kardashians are the only fucking thing I can think of. Kardashians but sort of, of stupid, crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since they've gone to that sort of uh, that level, if you will, they're um they're now having to sort of put up with like Fans. other gangsters <laughs> that are. That's notorious as well. Like yeah. one of them is that the, their gangster is a is a old school wrestler in a luchador mask who's voiced by Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um. There's also like uh, these sort of characters, or not characters, but this other uh, rival gang, I guess, that are like and look like they're the vampire extras from you know the matrix or blade but then they're all in like lingerie with like high boots and fishnet stockings and their bobs hanging out and all that sort of style yes um it's it's that over the top style um i when it originally released really really dug it um and now that they've done a remaster they've completely done sort of a not a complete graphical overhaul but this substantial facelift to it um (laughs) Where facelift it's not is a like very good term for this one, I reckon. It's definitely yeah. a facelift. Whether or not it's one of those ones where, like, you know, the game's like tried to make itself look like a cat lady or something like that, I don't know um, quite yet. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely <laughs> had some work done. Yeah, there's that. Um, it, when Saints Row, like the OG Saints Row, first came out, people were like, oh, it's just a copy of Grand Theft Auto. Whoopty fucking, I don't care. All that sort of stuff like that, and. There was a, at least back in my schoolyard, there was a lot of Saints Row, GTA, you know, fanboys. And Saints Row the Third completely made that departure from Grand Theft Auto Saints Row comparison because it is just, it's over the top. It's it's like you, you just cause. It's a constant over the top action, sandboxy, fucked up world. You can beat the shit out of people with giant dildos in this game. I mean, like and let's let's talk about because the, the giant dildo really is the selling point of Saints Row the Third. Like, that is the... I suppose that's the differential between this and, and Grand Theft Auto. Now, I've gone back and played GTA V. Obviously, we got that free edition that came out last week. Yes, I did download that, yes. And it's, it's still a fucking awesome game. Like, it's still... It's, Still a really good game. And the problem that I have now is that I've played that and then immediately after playing that I went and played Saints Row Three. And yep. like there is some very hard comparisons that you have to make between the two games because obviously Saints Row wants to be that, but they don't want to take it as seriously as GTA, right? So they they loosen it up a little bit. They talk about, you know, their giant dildo bat and, you know, lots of nudity and big explosions and all the rest of it. And it's it's just it's like okay, you 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 put 
GTA into a blender with like a bunch of Funko Pops and 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 <laughs> and a couple of X-rated DVDs. Like that's the game that you're getting for Saints oh, yeah. Row the Third. Like it's it's very much uh, not trying to take itself su- too seriously um, and trying to give people that experience without all of the the hang-ups that you might get from that that other experience as well. Yeah, it's um it's it's heavily inspired by. Um, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So when that came out, you know, yeah. was like 2003, and that was all sort of you know streets and gangsters and all that sort of stuff like that. It wasn't a, it wasn't what Grand Theft Auto is now. Like you still get that a little bit here and there with uh, I can't remember the character's name, but the character in Grand Theft Auto Five, you get a little bit of that Grove Street vibe because you do start the campaign sort of on the street and then you you work your way up to those sort of mansions. Yeah. But. Uh, Saints Row is massively inspired by San Andreas because of all of the things you can do, like, you know, get a haircut, you can gain muscles and all that sort of stuff like that. You can do all the those little tiny tasks that completely change the game. And then after uh, after Saints Row sort of came out, it was like, yeah, cool, you can get your haircut and you can go do this and you can go do that. Get some, new, now you can uh, actually go- get some new tattoos and... Yeah. And it's like, cool, now you can actually, you know, go and get plastic surgery and, uh, you know change your sex and you can increase your sex appeal and all that sort of stuff like that increase your um, junk size <laughs> yeah 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 and people are going absolutely like oh you can increase the size of your dick in fucking cyberpunk I'm like you can always do that in Saints Row like that's never been a that's never been a thing yeah but I don't think the dicks are going to be as detailed in uh, in Saints Row 3 as they are within cyberpunk I feel like you're really going to get a really fleshy feel to those large penises in in the game, which is the whole reason why we play these games, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sort of hoping that in Cyberpunk there's like a vent on the side of my dick or something like that, you know, because it's all sci-fi. <laughs> Absolutely. If I don't have a couple of wires in there, I'll be very disappointed. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> look- I want it to look like a Borg's penis. <laughs> I think a lot of the a lot of this game and like you know the experience of playing it. I I played it the when it originally released. I enjoyed it because it was it was not too serious. I enjoyed it because it was just a a fun throw it away kind of experience. But I think it kind of loses me in that as well because I was never really engaged in any of it. Like I didn't didn't care yeah. about the story. It's like I'd almost say this is like a B grade action movie, right? It's it's got those those cheesy elements it's got those that, massive action yeah, yeah yeah like i could i could you know how you have like hangover movies right so you get really shit faced the night before and you wake up and you just put a movie on and you can just forget about it in the background that's this experience in game form so you don't really have to ever really connect with the game and i think it loses the personality because of it um i don't really yeah it does it doesn't take the time to necessarily build the characters and no. to be honest if you've played the previous Saints Row then you know who some characters are like you sure. know uh, Ashanti and you know all that sort of stuff like that I think it's Ashanti um, but in regards to every Grand Theft Auto game like it's a fresh start every single time it's not a yeah, yeah it's not a, you know, a continuation of a previous game unless it's like a DLC or something like that yeah um, yeah so let's let's talk about the like the remastering of this and the overall experience I, I, I kind of Again, I, I have to have direct comparisons to GTA Five because I literally just played it and, and played this on the back. Like, I, I find like you know, GTA without even having been updated 
is still a much better looking game than this game. Like there's a lot of dark colors. There's a lot of like neons and all the rest of it. And I think they've done an okay job uh, bringing it forward, but I don't really feel like it's done that much of a difference in that remastering department that it would make me go, yeah, wow, that's a great job. Like we've had a lot of games and a lot of them are getting, you know, refreshed at this, you know, at this stage. I think people are trying to get new games, well, that remastering done prior to the end of this generation. And I, yeah. I, I just don't know if this one really did enough to deserve that, that, that uplift. I don't know. How did you find it? I, I don't think it's been long enough to make it a remaster. I yeah. think, yeah, re- remaster games need to be, I, th- I think, a little less fresh because I remember borrowing Saints Row the Third when it originally came out from Tom and absolutely loving it. I, I, you know, I've got those member berries of I remember getting in this jet. I remember what my character was wearing. I remember his his hair color, his sunglasses. I remember how I designed my character. Yeah. And then when it came to this, I'm sitting there going, cool, I'll, I'll, I want to try and make him look a little different. I'll give him a beard and then looked at the beards and went, they're all just like painted on. They're not actual sort of hair texture sticking out of the face or, or, or that sort of stuff. It's just sort of that that 2011 sort of arcade cheapness of it. And it worked for 2011, but it doesn't really work now. Yeah, right. Um, like it, it feels... It feels dated, but not in a good way. You know how when things age and you're just like, yeah, no, you can't make those jokes anymore. You can't you know, do that same thing anymore and have it work. Just don't know if it actually suits anymore. Would have yeah, been nice to see if that could have been updated as well, but clearly they've just yeah, slapped a new coat of paint on it and thrown it out there as a as a release title. Even with the... the- sort of the combat like I, I remember you know fucking people up and you know using a revolver and all this sort of shit like that mm. but I'm like am I also remembering something else because I sort of feel like I could duck into cover and I was having that sort of you know th- those sort of cinematic you, moments I know how much you love ducking into cover mate like you are if there's cover to be ducked into during a game you're all for it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, hide, I'm, I'm immersing myself in the world because I'm like, no, yeah, there's people shooting at me with a fucking Tommy gun. I'm getting in the cover. Gunplay, quick, uh, run for cover. Yeah, yeah. If we're, if we're, if we're playing something, yeah, I'm getting in the cover. I'm, I'm playing it safe first. Yeah. But like with, with this, it's just all you can do is like stand there, aim with the left trigger, and then like just stand behind a concrete pillar and you know did you wait find, for them to stop you. How did you find the like the aiming as well? I found it really janky. Like just it, it, it's, it's very soft yeah 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 yeah. just didn't really like when you have those really smooth shooters that you can move around and things aim where you want them to this just didn't really you're either pushing not hard enough or too hard and it just didn't have that nice sort of middle ground where you could just like just ease your shots through so it was just a little bit i don't know i don't don't know if i like the controls for it yeah it just i don't remember the controls being like that but it's also you know it's what nine years old? So yeah. I think if they remaster a Saints Row game, and to be honest, I love the over-the-top wacky world of it, but I think you need to add those elements of getting into cover and having that sort of those moments of like you see it in the cutscenes and stuff like that, like jumping over a counter and squatting down and all that sort of stuff. But you can't necessarily do that in yeah. the game. And, um, and look, it is one of the features. Again, I'll I'll talk about GTA Five. 
that's one of the features of that game like as you do have the options to stand out there and just go nuts but you're going to find better luck staying in cover and they do a really good like shoot from cover uh, me- uh, mechanic which this game just simply does not have so yeah it's it's a it's a big standout for me um when when this this kind of mechanic is missing from the game yeah and it's it's something that you know i don't remember from playing the OG Sansaro, like, yeah. yeah, I remember the stupid things, like what I was wearing and all that sort of crap like that, but I don't remember not being able to get into cover. But I like the over-the-top zaniness of it. I think if you're playing something like Grand Theft Auto V or, or Red Dead or whatever it is you're playing and you're wanting that, you know what, I wish this game had that sort of, you know, flubberness to it, that stupid zaniness, fun aesthetic of it. Saints Row's definitely got that. Like, there's, you know, this being the remastered edition, you've got all the DLC that ever came from uh, Saints Row the Third. So, you start off with, you know, this this sort of blunderbuss that shoots fish, and then a shark appears from nowhere and just eats the person. <laughs> um, so, you start off with all those, like, these crazy zany weapons and all that sort of stuff like that. You can run around with no clothes on at all, like, no underwear. And if you've got a massive wang... Like you've got pixels covering your wang, or if you're you, you're running around as a as a female, they're like there's pixels covering your, your genitals and your nipples and stuff like that. Um, it's just this over, and you can make your character's voice a zombie. So instead of being like, yeah, all right, let's go do this, they're turning around and cutscenes going, and they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go get those motherfuckers, and it's just it's kooky fun. I think that's where Saints Row shines. Yeah, no, fair enough. Look. It's yeah. For for me, I think it's that that kooky fun is something to embrace. Um, and if you are on board with that, if you don't want that serious game style, I think that's something that you can really enjoy. Uh, for me, I, I just don't. I need a bit more context. I need a bit more substance to my games. Uh, and with so yeah. many good quality games out there, I think it's it's really um, it's disappointing to see that that's that's not part of this one as well. Uh, yeah, it need it. You can have the kookiness, but you need to have that sort of the solid fundamentals. Yeah, that's right. Well, look, um, let's give it a score because uh, we've we've got other stuff to talk about today. Um, for me, I'm going to give this one a solid two and a half. It's uh, that's I understand that because you do you know you like you said you've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto Five. It's yeah, it's fresh on the mind, especially you know as it was sort of free this week on the the Epic Game Store on PC. That's right. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I, I I I understand and rationalise that sort of that score. Yeah, like I think it it is aged not just like you know graphically, but as a like the gameplay, um, the game content is aged. Um, you know, I, I just I just don't know if this is a game like you talked about. I think it was it's maybe too soon for this game to be uh, to have been re- remastered. You know, talk about a game like ten years old or twenty years old. Like talk about those. This is. Yeah, just a little bit too soon. It just doesn't feel like it's... I don't even know why they bothered, to be completely honest. It doesn't feel like a game that should have been remastered. You could have spent any other number of hours doing any other game, and Saints Row was the one that you picked. Um, look, I think if you liked it when it came out, you, you it's exactly the same. The... <sighs> It feels like they they haven't done enough work on the on the remastering, but I can I can see like I've looked at a couple of comparison videos to the old gameplay, and it definitely looks better than that old version. 
Um, yeah, yeah, they've they've graphically overhauled it. Like you've got you know mm. God rays and all that sort of stuff coming through. Yeah, um, and look, which you don't have in the OG one. That's right. And look, there there is some some stuff that's you know clearly super technical that they've done to this that's made it look a little bit sharper. Um, but it still feels super zany, cartoony, and I, I suppose if that's the appeal, that's what you're going for. Then big tech, they've they've made that. Um, but yeah, that's I, I think there's better experiences to be had, uh, some for free, uh, right right now. So um, yeah, so there, two and a half for me. What about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm going to give it a three. Look, it's 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 still fun. Like yeah, I had my sort of initial. Uh, issues with it or like I don't remember this or why can't I do this or why didn't you add this or all that sort of stuff like that but I also think this game is a really good formula if you will that if Warner Brothers Games or Rocksteady or whomever want to make an open world Joker game I think Saints Row is a really good sort of formula to follow for it compared to Grand Theft Auto because you not only you have that sort of authority wanted level that you have you know in Grand Theft Auto you also have gang wanted levels so you've got the two wanted levels that you need to manage most of the time when you're when you're sort of causing mayhem and that will come in handy if you're playing as if you're if you are playing as the Joker in a Joker video game because you've got gangs to manage, you've got hideouts that you can manage, you know, you've got your own posse that you can customize and all that sort of stuff. Wacky, insane sort of weapons and vehicles and all that sort of stuff like that. But it's like, if you piss off, if you go into Two-Face's territory and start shooting his gang members, then his gang will come after you. And then if you've got a five-star wanted level for the gang, then... Two-Face himself will come out and try to fuck you up. If you get five-star wanted level with the authorities, Batman comes after you. Like, I think Saints Row would really work for that style of game. And especially, like, I think if you... Yeah, if, using the GTA example, if you decided to do a jokey game with GTA style, it, it becomes super serious. You could actually take the seriousness out of it and be in that kooky, zany side of it with a game like this, with yeah. a formula like this. I, I, I hear where you're coming from, and I, I agree. I think that's probably a better model to you know avoid any of those super serious conversations, which change the tone of your game, right? Yeah, yeah. I think like Grand Theft Auto has got this. this it's I've like I, I've made a. By the time this this episode drops, I've got a, a video review on my Call of Duty page where I flat up say, "Look, Grand Theft Auto is a Tarantino film. It's meticulous. It's it's the small attention to details that sort of blow you away that Tarantino sort of pulls off. Saints Row is a Nicolas Cage film. <laughs> it's over the top. It's action. It's explosions. It's face off." Like, it's that sort of style now, of film. Now, so you're now, comparing... Now, 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 Let's not talk about Face Off in that same... Like, Face Off is an amazing movie. Let's not... Yeah, yeah, do... but, like, Face Face Off starts with the death of a child. This game starts off with you... And a beautiful mustache. You... Don't forget the mustache. Yeah, let's not forget the mustache. <laughs> but this game starts off with you robbing a bank using a helicopter, like in the start of Batman Forever. Yeah. Like, it's that over-the-top, zany, action, fun sort of style that I think... That's how you compare the two. You've Tarantino, Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, fucking Face Off. Like, that's how you look at it. Like, yeah, Face Off is nowhere near as good as something like a Tarantino film, but it's still good in its own regards because it's that over-the-top fun zaniness. I don't know. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Fucking snore. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, that's a different podcast. Uh, but yes, no, I, I hear where you're coming from. Well, there we go. Um, Saints Row through the third, the remastered edition. It comes out this week, I believe. So um, we yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's out as of the time this episode drops. That's right. Uh, this this episode is dropping a little bit late because we're making sure that we align with um, uh, the embargo for the reviews on this one. So yeah, check it out. Saints Row the third remastered. If you're into that stuff. We're going to talk about another game today, and uh, this one is super interesting. This one is called Maneater. Yes. He's a man-eater who eats you up. It's, it's, it's about sharks, not women. So it's, it's yeah, no, I was going to say, hang on. It sounds like you were singing the Nelly Furtado Maneater song, but then you've immediately gone into Hall of Notes. <laughs> Like you don't know what man eater you want to sing. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, Nelly Potato <laughs> all the way. No, 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 no. Um, Hall of Oats. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this one's about sharks, and it's a shark PG, shark PG. Um, I don't know how to how to describe it. It's an RPG where you are a shark, and you eat things in a very poorly textured environment to become a bigger shark to eat other things. Uh, I don't think it's poorly textured at all. We'll talk about that in more detail. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so basically, that's it. You are a shark. You go around and you eat other things. You're a swimmer. You're a bull shark. Uh, You're a bull shark, yes. Um, It's in some sort of Florida, Miami kind of thing. It's it's in a Grand Theft Auto Saints Row zany kooky world. Yes. Like, it doesn't say where it is, but it's in that over-the-top, you know, fun goofy world that is correct um it is it is super silly it is a a very funny game it is um it's narrated by chris parnell who some people will remember from uh, tv shows like rick and morty he plays jerry on rick and morty um archer that's correct yeah he's a very famous voice uh, voice actor um, he plays. He's also the director of Anchorman. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> he does. Uh, yeah, he does the the narration for this because obviously you play as a shark who can't talk. Um, <laughs> and there's some weird like uh, story dialogue with this as well because there's a like a famous shark fisherman that uh, or shark hunter that Scaly Pete. That's right. Um, you and you as a baby shark bite off his arm, and you know eventually you come back to face him at the end. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's it's really hard to describe it other than to say it's a shark PG. It's a RPG where you just keep growing, you keep eating things. There's a lot of this sort of grindy action where you go around and you just eat sort of different animals. There's different challenges. You can jump up and eat sort of uh, eat humans and find you know, collectibles. They uh, you can upgrade your shark as well with different sort of mutations. So they give you options to yeah. attack with like electric teeth or um, have like leave poison uh, like poison clouds in your wake and all these really interesting things that you can do to make your shark not just a normal shark. It's something you know more than just normal. Um, and that's the entirety of the game. I'm gonna say it's a very like I think it's a very simple idea. But it's just biz- it's bizarre how it's like come to life, like come to fruition. If you talked about this as a concept for a game, people have gone, "You're fucking nuts! Why are you doing an RPG about a shark?" And they've done it. It's 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 crazy good. How did you? Yeah, how, how did I, you find I, I, the experience? As soon as the game started, it immediately starts on the right foot because 
the game is called Maneater, and the the game is played like it's a reality TV show that is called Maneater and follows uh, Scaly Pete, who is this sort of this famous shark hunter, going around and hunting sharks, and it's narrated by Chris Parnell the entire way through. So not only it's not just you know when Scaly Pete is on the screen, it's Chris Parnell talking, but no, it's 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 when you die, Chris Parnell goes, "Hey, well, look on the bright side, I just bought some alligator luggage." It's it's you know all of these he's constantly narrating through it. It's sort of like it, it's like Morgan Freeman and fucking in in Shawshank Redemption, like, but it's more frequent narration. It's. It's also hilarious narration. Like, oh yeah, you you, you find these bodies sort of tied to the, on like attached to chains on cinder blocks, and you go there, and it's like this is the mafia snitch graveyard. Like, this is what happens when you snitch, and like all these like little fun quips that constantly just keep coming up in in the game, and each sort of mission that or sort of main mission you do is like the next episode of the show and it comes up with like a trailer and a bit of a teaser and it's got like a theme song and that sort of tv film grain even when there's cutscenes going on like you know the, the character scaly pete will be talking he's like oh we we all thought it was a government experiment and it says hashtag government experiment in the corner of the screen. Like, it's this stupid, fun, zany fucking thing. Yeah. That, like, look, the people at Tripwire must have been fucking smoking and something and drinking something or whatever. But to be honest, keep fucking doing it because this game is fucking great. And I am loving it. And I went through, I actually had to start writing down a list of, like, all of the references that I found in this game because there's just so many of them. Uh, You did write down one that I couldn't, Think of where that is. So they had the uh, the banana stand from the uh, from Arrested Development. Um, where was that? Uh, <laughs> it was just one of the like it was sunken in one of the swamps, and there's, there's something about like oh, it's always money in the banana stand or frozen bananas, and so yeah. So th- that's that was there. They had um, references to Waterworld. Um, so you see the trimaran from Waterworld. Uh, there was Ocean's Eleven. What? Uh, there was Demolition Man. Um, so there was the th- what was the Demolition Man? Was- these are, these are the things yeah. that you messaged me and I went. Where the fuck did you find this? Because I want to find. Oh man, it. I searched. Like, what's a demolition? I, I specifically went and did the whole map. Um, it was the there was the three seashells, um, underwater. Oh my god. Um, there was Pennywise. They had a Pennywise reference. Um, there was what, like a balloon or something. Uh, no, no, like just a clown in a drain, and it's, it's just it, holding a balloon. It's super. It, it was actually quite freaky. Um, there's lots of references to, uh, to like Cthulhu and like all throughout the game. Um, they had uh, the Michelin Man, uh, but they called him Legally Distinct Tire Man. Um, <laughs> they had references to Lord of the Flies, Castaway. Like, it just... There is so much going on in this game, and it's just constantly little quips from Chris Parnell. Like, he would have had an absolute ball going through it. Like, they must have had him there for oh, a couple yeah. of days just running through these lines because there's so much of it, and it's... It's fun content. Like, it's genuinely fun content finding this stuff. And when you do find it, it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's uh, it's, it's a rewarding experience to at least have that. And then, you know, there's, there's, like, that's just the exploration side of it. There's also, um, like, lots of fun enemy types. So you're facing all these different types of, like, larger fish. There's always a bigger fish. Um and yeah, no big sharks. There's uh, even fighting great whites and marlins and all sorts of stuff. It's it's a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, you get like even the like I I, I you know I I 
I, I don't want to give anything away because you may or may not be doing something, but I've made another video on Call of Duty and I sort of, every time I make something, I preview it to Mrs. Duty going like, does something not work? <laughs> Have I fucked up? Let me know. And she watches it and there, there's me like, you know, fighting a barracuda and she goes, ooh, barracuda. <laughs> and then like, she just says it to herself and then she's like, wait a fucking second. And then there's like, there's me doing a mission and it comes up in the top left corner on the video, ooh, barracuda. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's it's saying what we're all thinking. It really like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of those moments that like, as soon as you're starting to think it, the game is already thinking they've like, they've, they've mm-hmm. thought that far ahead. So like you said, they must've had a lot of fun developing this. Um, I will say there's a lot of really cool animation as well around your shark. Um, so yeah. like some of the designs, and especially I found like there's, it sounds really stupid, but when you jump up on land to snatch humans off the off land and drag them back to the water, like just the animation and like the the like how the the shark flops around on the ground looks really cool. I think like this they've done a really good job capturing some of that magic and like how it you know just floats around and the jaws open and close. Like the the shark itself is is a very very pretty uh, object within the game. And it just looks cool when you start getting some new, um, really cool, like, mutations for it. I think there's some really awesome things that you can um, experiment with and make your make your own shark and make that thing your own, like you would with an RPG game. It's, you know, it's not giving it a haircut, but it's giving it that specific style that you like and, and suits what you're after. I think that's that's a really cool aspect of it. Yeah, the, I, I really like the sound design as well. When you're above not necessarily above water but when you sort of come to the surface and your fin is skimming across the top of the water mm-hmm. you hear sort of sounds as you normally do sort of in, in real life yeah. but when you go underwater it sort of has that you know like when you watch Aquaman and they're underwater it has that sort of this water blocked in your ears sort of sound yeah. yeah. and I really like that they've sort of that they've done that because like when an alligator is chasing you and they chomp down you get that sort of <clears throat> dull echo sort of chomp noise yeah where, you know, and you hear, like, if you swim faster, you hear that swoosh of water as you sort of swim faster. But then when you come up to the surface, everything sounds normal and fine. And, like, when you're attacking a human and you're on the land or you're trying, you know, you're getting them in the air, you can hear them going, oh, my God, he's got my leg. But then when you pull them underwater, you just hear that sort of that garbled screaming and stuff like that. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, some of those things are pretty awesome. I will say some of the, the, the negative designs from the sound design, though, is... Um like no matter what's attacking you like you just hear this kind of roar behind you right so if there's there's specific species of fish uh, that are quite aggressive towards you um and there's like but every single one of them kind of like the roar of them attacking you sounds the same so you hear this roar and you're like yeah. oh shit it's some you know alligator that's going to get me or something else and then you turn around and it's this tiny like level one fish that's like nipping at you and you're like why like, you know, it, it, it's a problem for the first five minutes of the game and then no other problem, and yet you're still keeping that trigger. It just it seems to outgrow that trigger very, very quickly. So it would have been nice to see different levels or different tones or that roar only happens when there's something that's actually a threat to you. Um, yeah. So there, there's some of those things that are an issue. Um, I know we also had some issues around um, some of the combat and the target locking. Um, so yeah, yeah. which is, this is one of the things that just gave me the shits. Cause like it, it it explains at the start, you know, you press down on your, your R stick and that locks onto your target and it doesn't. 
and it doesn't stay locked it just it kind of pings the closest thing to you and that might not be the thing that's attacking you it might be something else and there's all this times where you're going to attack something and then immediately your shark just changes directions and attacks in other spaces it's yeah, it's it's not really a lock on, no. but it's more of like a camera shift. And it's but it tells you it's a lock on. I'm like, you, yeah, the lock on breaks if you move yeah. in any direction. If you get hit, if you dodge, if you attack, if if you do anything, the lock on's broken. And and you you and are if you're chased moving. by multiple things. You're fucked. And that's the, pro- yeah. the problem. Like every time you like you, you bite, your shark moves forward. And so you're, you're sort of launching yourself forward. So you are constantly moving. So you can't just sit there and go chomp, 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 chomp on a fish. You actually have to, like, you're almost like re-engaging every time. And sometimes that locks and sometimes it doesn't. And it's just, it's really super inconsistent. And it makes things, like, it can make things a lot more difficult than it needs to be, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that was a big issue. And I, I found that that was, like, yeah, they had this whole... Um, system where you can like lock on to an enemy as well and thrash them about in your mouth and I found that to be really janky and not as consistently good as just keeping on biting something you know it's yeah I, I did find it weird that when you you do have the option to thrash pending on you know how you bite them and all that sort of stuff like that or where you get them yeah. but like you, you know smash the left stick the right stick left and right like rapidly and you you know thrash them around but then you'll just let them go and i'm like i don't think he'd let them go yeah yeah and then there's then there's moments as well like yeah later on when you face up against like mako sharks and stuff like that like you you go through and you you actually start biting off bits of these you know these creatures that are attacking you right to a point where it kind of just looks like this like the the mako shark you bite off each of its fins so one two like the the three major fins and then you bite off its tail and it kind of looks like almost like a teardrop shape but it's still swimming around yep. like it's like, like it's not impacted, and it just seems like you know maybe this should be if, if I'm attacking this enemy and taking bits off it, it shouldn't get to move around the, as fast or as freely as it did before. Um, so that was a bit weird. The same thing with like the alligators; you chop off each of their legs, and it's like, well, it shouldn't be able to attack me or be as aggressive because it's injured, but that doesn't seem to impact it. So. There's a lot of those sort of combat issues that I had, especially like when you get into like the more complex combats where you have like two or three alligators or like five or six barracuda at the same time. Like they, there's a, you're almost overloaded with options, and the game doesn't know how to handle that. Yeah, it it is, and the combat is, of course, very rinse and repeat because you only really, especially for the start of the game, you only really have the option of biting and then smacking something with your tail. You don't really, you can't strap a machine gun onto the, <laughs> you know, you can't equip different fucking weapons and all that sort of stuff. Like yeah. You can change your evolutions, which change effects, but you can't really, you're not playing the Witcher, you can't go from, you know, a sword to a shield and a, and a, and a fucking, and an axe or something. Yeah. You can't really do that. Um and look, I get that. That's a limitation by having a game, having you play as a shark. Mm. But it's very rinse and repeat in the combat. Yes, you have to, you know, dodge and actively pay attention to what the gator is doing, what the great white is doing, all that sort of stuff, how they play. But it's also like, I can't lock onto them because your lock-on system is fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic game. And that's probably the biggest issue for me is the lock-on. But it's also probably the easiest if you think about it as well like just either 
they could necess- they could ver- they could be a bug for the lock on that we don't know. Yeah. But it also could just be like, cool, all right, well we're gonna put an option in the settings for an actual toggle lock on that you'll lock on and stay locked on to that enemy until you click the right thumbstick again, which you'll either swap to another one or cancel the lock on. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Or there's no there's also no aiming reticule. And I kind of get that you can't have it because, you know, you have it with shooting games and all that sort of stuff like that. Yeah. But having an aim, some form of aiming reticle, at least when you're in combat, you can go, cool, it's highlighted red. Whatever it is, is in my bite range or it's in that sort of, it's in the strike zone. But when you don't have that, it's like, cool, I'm chomping, you're right in front of me and I'm missing the chomps. Yeah. That reticule, I think, especially if it's highlighting red, you'll be able to go, cool. He's there, or you know, the fish is there. That's there. You're fucked. I I I found that like yeah, I wanted to look around different spaces and do that, and that just every time you do that, it just changes how you shark. It it just doesn't feel natural. The 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 movement system, as far as um, the camera movement system, sorry, like everything else feels fine, but just a lot of choices they made with that camera system just don't really work for me. So. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of I think there's a lot of frustrations with those they um, yeah that, that, that will put people off the game a little bit uh, but I think there is a lot of fun to be had still like I've I've enjoyed oh, it's, I've, it's it's a fuckload of fun. I've enjoyed I've sunk a lot of hours into this game I've enjoyed the experience I've had a lot of fun with it there are a bunch of improvements to make I will say that I've had some issues with it, um, and I know they're pic- uh, they're fixing it up with a day one patch. Um, so they had some issues where I lost a couple of hours of gameplay um, due to uh, crashes and all, and the like. So there are some problems with it still, but I mis- they have promised to fix those up for day one. Um, so hopefully there will be some other improvements as well in the future. Um, Again, I, I think I, I did talk a little bit about, I hinted as well, at some of the, the textures in this game. I yep. found a lot of them, especially like, because you, you go through all these different environments. Um, one of them's in like a swamp bayou kind of area. Then you move into more populated areas. Then you go to a like a fancy beach and golf courses. I found some of the textured environments to be really washed out. Um, especially in like the bayou, you go up to the surface and you can't sometimes can't tell the difference between the water and the ground. It's like it, it almost just looks the same color, and it's it feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity to do something a bit distinct. But they've chosen to just do sort of washed out colors because it's easier. Um, I, I think as well, like when you go to the main menu of Maneater, and it's look, it's as a main menu. It's a hell of a lot better than what we've got in the past. The main menu for Battlefront is fucking atrocious. <laughs> um, but it's it's sort of the, the water washing up onto a beach while people are sunbathing yeah. or fucking surfing or whatever it is. And you don't... The water is just coming up to the beach and sort of... sort of The water texture is just going over the sand. You don't have that sort of the foaminess of the, the, the water coming mm. up or... It, it, it sort of... It might... It, it didn't detract it for me, but it was sort of like... The menu came up the first time I played the game and I went, okay, this doesn't look like the game that I've seen. Because I've been paying attention to Maneater since 2019. Or yeah. 2018, I think, was initially shown. And I went, cool, sweet, I'm on board. I'm instantly <laughs> on board. I want to play this. Um, and when you get into the game, you don't have those issues. But for the menu, just seems... It feels like an indie game, and I think I I think you can sort of classify this as oh, a it's totally. as an upper echelon indie game. Yeah, like, um, I, I totally agree. I think it's it's definitely an indie game. It's definitely one of those ones that's 
um, uh, it's a smaller file size, and I feel like there's there's times that you can see every, you can feel every pixel on your screen at, at the same time. Um, but it's it's definitely an indie title. It's a bizarre concept, but it works really well. Like for for what it, what it could be, they've done a really really good job, I think, in putting this together, and it's it's it makes it playable. Um, replayability may be an issue um, for me like going down later on I'll play probably play this once and then might not ever play it again um, but I think it's a it's a good unique experience that you know we play games like we played that um, uh, multiplayer shark game what was it depth yeah, yes and yes. that's and uh, that's that's still a bit of fun it's still a bit of fun but like I think like some of the animation and that is nowhere near as good as this I think this one's oh fuck yeah no. I think oh, this, yeah, no, this is no. a it, it at times is a very pretty game, but for the most part is not, if that makes sense. So it's like a, kind of like a 60-40 split. So 60% of the time it doesn't look good, 40% of the time it does, and it works well. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot to like about this game, um, and if you're just after a bit of stupid fun, it really will give you that. It'll, it'll make you laugh, and you will enjoy yourself. Oh yeah, you'll you'll be able to yeah you'll be able to upgrade your shark in in multiple ways. You are stuck using a bull shark. You can't change to a great white. But which is this sort yeah. of yeah. I, at first, I was like, uh, I kind of want to use a great white. I like yes, it's because of Jaws and you know the the sort of the cultural hit that that movie has had, but. To be fair, like some of the the cosmetic and actual upgrades you have for your bull shark are insane. Like you have fucking stone teeth, and you know be able to shoot electricity out of you, and all that sort of this kooky, insane sort of shit that you get in Saints Row. But I think this game has actually got a bit more life to it, especially because it's also got a wanted system. Yeah. Like if you eat too many humans, you get bounty hunters yeah. on you. If you eat the bounty hunters, you get a legendary bounty hunter bounty hunter coming after you. Like it's it's insane, but it's stupidly fun. And look, I'll, I'll say like, you know, talking about, you know, Saints Row as a comparison, like this game has personality, which is the, like the the yeah. game itself, not so much the shark, but like it has a lot of heart to it. Like it's it's fun, and I enjoyed my playtime of this more than I did Saints Row. Um, I definitely want to see a sequel to this. I would. Well, see, I would love. I could keep going with this. I think this is a great. Uh, this is a, if this is going to be a franchise, this is a fucking this is a new hope for it. it it's so good as a if it is a first entry to a series, but like yeah. if you do another one, like you know, bigger world or different continents, or we'll see no different shark. Our own species of sharks. That's, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one I want. I want to be able to go in and like you know, oh, your sharks escape from the lab. What kind of shark are you? Or it, de- it yeah. naturally develops. Like you get to pick certain evolutionary developments that change you to different things. You know, they talk about the Mako shark being really fast, or they talk about the Great White being very powerful. The bull shark just eats everything, and you know, uh, like give us or tiger sharks or hammerhead sharks in this game as well. Like, give us some options to choose the type of shark we want to be uh, from the yeah. get go, and that that kind of then. Yeah, it might sort of restrict some of the the developments that you have, like specific things only happen for that type of shark. I think that would be a really cool development for this game that will give it legs to be, oh, now I want to go back and play this again as a different shark. No, not I want to... Because you have the option to have all of the, like, evolutionary developments and actually, like, pick and choose at different times. Oh, no, that's not working. I'll change it. 
So there's there's yeah. it's kind of like this auto erase button that you can just you know forget that and move on to something else, which kind of cheapens the upgrade system a little bit. But if you if you make it a very species specific upgrade uh, line, I think that could be really awesome. Yeah. So if you if you if you like, hey, once you pick the species, you cannot change it. Like heads up, you yeah. you're picking a great white. That's fine. Good on you. You can't change to a maker later yeah. when you have to perform something speedy. You have to sort of. That's right. And to oh, the game you song. can't fit into this area because your shark's too big, or yeah, you know, or yeah. There are specific things that it'd be it would be better if you were this type of shark because you could do this. Or hammerhead sharks can always open you know any gates. Um, or mako sharks can fit into any cracks anywhere. Like, you know, there, there's sort of certain sort of species-specific um, buffs or debuffs that you have that could really make uh, make the game a much much more personalised experience, even though it's already quite um, quite specifically that. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, look, I think I've had a lot of fun with this game. Let's give it a score. Um, I'm going to give it a solid 3.5. I think it's really good. I think there's uh, some of the issues that I had detracted from the experience, but they should be gone. Um, I just think you know there there is a little bit more polish to be had. Um, but this is a really really fun game that pretty much anyone can play. I would recommend you know just maybe talking to your kids about it pl- prior to playing it with them, um, because uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> no, yeah. look, there's nothing like adult like they beep everything out, which is quite funny. So there's no you know course language or anything like that old school south park but it's um (laughs) there was moments where i had to explain why it was okay for sharks to eat humans or eat a turtle (laughs) (laughs) i think the turtles (laughs) disturbed him more than the humans but you know it's just it's one of those experiences that is a learning experience for younger minds (laughs) oh yeah and and look there's this very small minute things that annoy me with this game um Again, not to not to really toot my own home. I, there's a video up for it on my channel if you want to suss it out. I sort of break it down a bit more. But look, honestly, I'm fu- I'm loving this game. <laughs> it's a game that's keeping at the moment. I'm playing a lot of PC. It's keeping my Xbox. Off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, um, your score? I'm gonna give it a okay, four. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm really digging. I think it's definitely contender for game of the year. Um, when it maybe comes indie to, game of the year, uh, let's just say indie indie yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. In, indie game of yeah. the year. Um, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. The like when you when you attack people, especially when you attack people on a boat, the sort of over the top amount of blood that shoots <laughs> out of people is this hilarious. They've, I will say they've captured that really well. That's that's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Like I said, some of those moments really pretty. Other moments not so much. Like yeah, they there's other moments where it just like the bodies just kind of disappear and there's just a puff of blood and then it's it's gone. It's like, well, that's a little bit disappointing. It's a, see, think, I see I haven't had any issues with graphically. I think graphically it's fantastic. See, graphically for me it was fine. It, it wasn't great. Like it was just like good and bad moments to it. But yeah, I think there's there's some definitely some game elements they could add to this. Like, you know, if you eat a bunch of fish, there's lots of blood in the water that will attract other predators to your location. Or, you know, you, you might you know be uh, eating in a fisherman's spot or something like that, and that attracts hunters to your spot. You know, stuff like that. The, things like that could actually just be gradual elements that they add into the game that could make a massive difference to how this plays. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so there we go. Um, we've two games this week. Busy week. Lots to talk about next week as well because we've got more games coming. But yes, yeah, Saints Row th- uh, 3 
remastered edition and man eater this week wow what a lot of fun <laughs> yeah and we got uh, i think two games next week as well uh yes so next week uh, we'll be talking about at least um xenoblade that's uh, xenoblade yeah. chronicles the definitive edition i got a, got to play that uh in the last little while and i believe you've got a couple coming up as well yeah, I got uh, Mafia, and uh, look, Deep Rock Galactic has, has officially come out of Early Access, and it is officially released. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. Um, I think perhaps the new Rainbow Six Siege Operators might be released by then as well. New teaser. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, 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 I'm always playing. Excellent. Well, look, um, make sure you check us out next week. We're going to be talking about more games, more news. It's all happening all the time. Um, check out our YouTube channels. Uh, check out Call of Duty as well. Um, he's uh, doing... Call of, Call of Duty. I said it, whatever. That was the thing. <laughs> He's doing some awesome stuff over there as well. So make sure you check those out on the YouTube channels. Um, but check us out every week. Check us out on Shake It Not Nerd. We're talking all sorts of stuff. We're still What are we talking this week? During isolation. This week it looks like we're going to be doing Mad Max Fury Road. It's going to be an interesting conversation because Fuzzy don't like that movie. Um, so stay tuned for really? that hot take. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, well, uh, look, I, I unfortunately will not be on this oh, week's man. episode of, uh, of of Shaken Not Nerd, but uh, I am looking forward to seeing it because mate, you uh, you can, you just just you are going to miss out on one of the all time rants on uh, on that episode. I'm I'm pepping myself up for it. I'm gonna have about half a dozen coffees and be good to go. <laughs> have half a dozen beers at <laughs> in the morning. Perfect, even better. All right. Well, yeah. look. Uh, until next week, this has been Fuzzy Dan reminding you that uh, if you're having a shit time of it, you just got to get good. And uh, this is Duty reminding you to play with each other and play with yourself. <laughs>